Welcome to the Money, Sex, Business and Awakening podcast. I'm Alex Harvey and I'm a money and personal empowerment coach. My podcast is here to support you to create your financial prosperity, do your purpose work in the world and self-actualize. I am here to share with you what I've learned over the past 10 years that I think every woman should know about accessing your deep power through your sexual life force energy and relationship to money because it's truly mind-blowing and only taboo to keep you small. I blend together the latest in neuroscience and practical strategies as well as teachings and principles from ancient traditions such as Tantra, Taoism and alchemy. Thank you so much for joining me and I can't wait to see you in the show. Welcome to this podcast episode where I've got something very special to share with you, which is that I released a book, my first ever book. I can't remember if I actually mentioned this in any of my previous podcasts. I don't think I did that. I had decided I wanted to write a short book and release it as an ebook. And so a couple of weeks ago, I went away to the Sunshine Coast for seven days to write my book and to complete this baby. And I went to the Sunshine Coast I wrote the entire thing. I edited the entire thing. And a week and a half later, I have released the book. So at the time of recording, I released, I have released the book yesterday, almost 24 hours ago to my email list. It's getting released publicly tomorrow. And by the time you're listening to this episode, that's all going to be last week. So the book is now available. And in this episode, I just wanted to share that I released a book. I wanted to share with you some cool things about the genius writing process. So I used an intuitive process to write the book. And there was a couple of, or three in particular, kind of freaky things that I thought came out of it in how it all ended up coming together. And I also want to share with you a journal entry from when I was on my book writing retreat. So the retreat honestly went so well. It was just a solo retreat. Like I just booked myself an Airbnb in the Sunshine Coast hinterland. So I'd have a week away and I could write my book. I wasn't, you know, doing a retreat with someone and it went so well in, in how everything unfolded and that I completed the book. I actually wrote the entire thing in one day, um, and finished it and set up most of the sales page, but my shit still came up. Your shit is always going to come up. So I, in this episode, I'm going to share with you a journal entry. Um, so just so, just to normalize it, just so that you can see the shit that comes up for me, even when, actually things are really in flow and I'm creating, shit still comes up and it's really helpful to just actually take the time to recognize it and neutralize it. So I want to share that with you and uh, and I'm going to share with you a little bit about what the book's about and uh, that's going to be this episode. But before 
I get into all of that, I want to give a shout out to Amber Lee Rose, who left a review on the podcast in New Zealand a couple of weeks ago. And this is my first review in New Zealand. So I don't know if you guys know this, but in the Apple Podcasts app, you actually only see ratings and reviews from the country you're viewing it in. So if you're in Australia, you're going to only see the Australian rating and reviews. If you're in America, you're going to only see the American rating and reviews for any given podcast. And you can, I found like you can kind of hack if you, if you go online to the Apple podcast, if you can guess like the URLs of different countries, you can go and check your own reviews in different countries, but it's actually, it's just not really that easy to do. Anyway, I actually somehow signed up to a thing that I got notified um, and saw Amberly's review, which was really beautiful. And I just wanted to read it out because it was so lovely and I made my day receiving it. Uh, so Amberly Rose said, uh, life-changing, I finally feel seen. So many gaps filled from the coaching industry that I'm either not getting or I've been blind to until you, Alex. You're so raw, real and vulnerable about your process. I've received so many gems, saved so many notes to come back to and journal through. Immensely grateful for you, Alex. Thank you so much, Amberly Rose. And just thank you everyone who shares this podcast, takes the time to leave a review on the Apple Podcasts app. You can actually now leave ratings on the Spotify app as well. It really helps me to get this message out there. It inspires me so much to keep creating content whenever I receive reviews or messages from you like that. Um, I'm just so excited to do my next podcast episode. I'm like, oh, yes. Uh, so thank you so much for taking that time. Really appreciate your beautiful review. All right. So let's get into uh, the couple of uh, very interesting things that came out of my intuitive exercises that then, uh, well, some of them translated into the end result of the book, which for me was just like, you know, it's just a reminder that about magic and creating by magic and what happens when you do create by magic. It's pretty wild. So I'm going to share with you a little bit about my creative process and what some of those things were. Uh, and then we'll do our journal entry so you can get a soak up some of the humanity, normalize some of the humanity of the process. And I'll share with you a little bit about the book. All right. So part of my genius creative process. So I went into this retreat really intending to write this book from my genius, from my intuition, from super conscious, not from my ego analytical mind trying to work it out. Right. And I, so I have, I'd done some training around this I actually did two different, well, only one really writing course, I guess. I had done one of William White, well, not one of his only writing course, Writer's Genius in January. And I'd gotten some really good ideas for how to go about it from that. And one of the things that he said actually in that training was that if you write the book you sat down to write, you failed because you just wrote from what you knew. You didn't open up to super conscious, to your genius and let the unknown um, higher vibration flow through. 
I mean, that's probably a bit of a woo-woo way of saying it, but essentially you should be surprised by what came out if you truly wrote from your genius, right? Um, So that was a little bit scary going into it, knowing, okay, I'm going to actually surrender to this. And I, I have no certainty of the outcome, whereas I'm sure I could sit down and with my analytical mind go, okay, let's make a chapter on this, 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 and this, and this is, all right, what's my story I'm going to use for each of these chapters? And I could, I could come at it that way to have a really safe process and a safe outcome, right? But I didn't want to do that. I, I really wanted to give a full go at writing from my genius. And I was like, okay, well, if it all turns to shit and none of it comes together, then I can always fall back <laughs> on my analytical way and, um, and write the book, uh, from, you know, my analytical mind from what I know. Uh, so one of the things that I did for the genius writing process was that I, did a muse exercise where I um, went and connected with my muse for the book to receive information. And what you wanted to do when you were connecting with your muse is essentially um, imagine someone or something that's talking to you and giving you this information. So as I said, I did the William White Cloud Writer's Genius course in January and I did the muse exercise then, and I actually totally forgot about anything, you know, that I got during that because that was a really long time ago and now it's August. So it was the last week of July when I wrote the book. So back in January, I did the, um, muse exercise first to get information about the book. Totally forgot about it. Then what I did on day one of my retreat was that I did the muse exercise again And I did it without going back and looking at anything yet from the course when I did it in January. And the, so when I went into the exercise, I just got, I got a name for my muse as I stepped into it and it was Goddess Ariel. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Did my thing. And the other things that I got in my muse exercise was that the book was going to be 72 pages and, and some other bits and pieces of information. Right. And I don't know anyone called Ariel. I don't have any, anything in my life that's related to a name Ariel. And so after I did it, I then went back through my notes from January and I found the muse exercise and I had written down Ariel as my, the muse that I met, um, that was giving me this information. So firstly, that totally freaked me out because also I use not as exactly a muse exercise, but I use similar intuition things for creating my different offerings. And for example, my queendom alchemy mastermind kind of spirit guide that I use as an intuitive tool, um, is Gabrielle. And, you know, so I get these other things that are different names. And so to get the same name, and not realize and not remember, I was like, what? That is actually crazy. Ariel, I got this Ariel twice. Uh, and then 
The other thing that was also in the earlier Muse exercise I did was that it was going to be 74 pages. So I, I got very close numbers there. And in that earlier exercise, I actually also got, these are the principles that are going to come out in the book. And my kind of judging analytical mind would go, well, that's not going to cover everything I want to cover. Like, you know, I've got all of these egoic agendas about the book, right? I want it to be valuable. I want people to like it. I want it to like cover fucking everything I want, you know, like, but what about this? And I haven't covered this and, you know, all of that kind of thing. Maybe I should do this. Maybe it's more valuable for people if I do this. Okay. So if you're going to write from your ego, that's, you're going to write from all that stuff. Or if maybe a better way to say it is if you write from all that stuff, you're going to be writing from your ego. When you're just trying to work it out, you're compensating and you're trying to work out how to manipulate things to get the outcome that you desire, right? So I acknowledge all that stuff, put all that aside and chose to do the genius writing practice where I held an end result. I I held certain elements of the book, but then I just let it come to me. And I, so I had got in the second muse exercise I did that it was going to be five principles. And I had this kind of like seven like kind of principal themes, ideas that I had kind of mapped out. And I was like, all right, I don't know how this is going to come together. I don't know if some of them are going to be a part of other ones, but I'm just going to start writing and I'm just going to go with it. And I wrote the book literally from start to finish on the Tuesday. So from first thing in the morning, I got up, I started writing with the start of the book. I didn't like map out a skeleton or a structure, you know, that, that would all be kind of controlling, controlling the book, controlling the outcome. I did keep the kind of principles that had come through in the muse exercise next to me, just, you know, so I kind of had that as a prompt. And then I literally just wrote and in order from the beginning to the end. And I finished at 9 PM at night in the bath. Actually, no, I hadn't gotten in the bath by that point. Uh, no. So I was inside. There was a bath on the deck in the place I was staying, which was really beautiful. And I think every night after that, I was in the bath, um, for kind of my evening stint, but I was just in the house, um, for writing the book. And I finished it and it all just flowed. I didn't stop. So keys with the genius writing is start writing and don't stop writing. Don't stop writing. Don't think about it. Just write. And that's what I did. And so interestingly, the five principles just evolved and came out. Even though I had about seven things written down, some of those things did come together. One thing, um, oh no, the I think that was separate. Um, I ended up putting in as a bonus chapter, which was just one page because I wanted to mention it in the book. And I ended up having the five principles come out, which I was like, okay, that's pretty cool because I didn't know how all of this was going to unfold. And I just let it unfold as I wrote it. Then the next freaky thing, which was I mean, it was maybe the most freaky thing, although I feel like the Ariel thing was pretty wild, honestly. Uh, But the next thing was the page number. Okay. So I wrote 
the entire book in size 12, maybe Arial or whatever like font it was um, already in, size 12, no spacing. And I just wrote, right? No formatting, nothing. And I knew that I was going to come back and put it into size 14 so it's easy to read on a device and space it out, format it, you know, space out the paragraphs, all this kind of thing. So when I was writing it and by the time I finished writing it, I really had no idea how many pages it was going to be. Like I just wrote it and then I went back, edited it. I think I went back and did two edits with it all just in the same font size. And then I went back, changed the font size, did the format editing, right? And when I finished, it was 72 pages. <laughs> I was, I couldn't believe it. It was 72 pages. I still am like, whoa, magic, right? Magic, like what the hell? And, um, and then I, I went through and edited it again and ended up, um, shortening it a page, but it's still 72 pages, including the cover page now. Um, so anyway, that's just to give you, like, I share all of that just to give you, um, give you a demonstration, give you a story that really illustrates the magic. And I'm so in love with how the book came out. I didn't cover everything that I thought I should cover, but I just wrote it from my genius and, you know, they were the five principles that wanted to come through. And so that's what I wrote about. And yeah, I'm, I'm so stoked with the results and with the process. And it really makes me see now that I think it's going to be a really fun project to write a book a longer book that I want to have printed as a hard copy. So really excited about that. Uh, I also vlogged the entire process. I just felt really inspired. You know, I don't, I do, I mean, I do technically kind of have like, I've got a YouTube channel sitting there, but I don't upload videos onto YouTube, but I just felt like I wanted to vlog the experience. So I recorded a video each day and made little snippets of content um, and so I am going to create that into a vlog to put on my YouTube just so you can watch that and see the whole process. If you feel, um, inspired to do that, it doesn't, you know, it's not like a really big purpose behind it, but I just felt like I really wanted to do that. So that's something that I'm going to work on getting out soon. By the time you listen to this episode, it might already be out. So if you go and search me on YouTube, I don't know if you can find me under Alex Harvey. You might have to search Alexis Harvey because that's what my name got reg, you know, the, uh, URL thing got registered under, and I don't think I can change it. Uh, so the video might already be up and if it's not, it'll be up soon. And you can always message me for the link if you haven't found it. All right. So my journal entry. All right. This was actually, I, you know, I wasn't thinking that I was going to do this, um, but I, the inspiration came to me, I think when I was listening to another podcast about a week ago and I was like, oh man. 
I should share this. This would be possibly so helpful to people if I shared this journal entry, just so people can see what it's like and see that, see that it's like normal that this stuff comes up and you just acknowledge it and you keep moving. Like it's, it's not a drama. It's not a thing to make a story about. It doesn't mean you're more broken or fucked up than other people. Therefore you'll never create what you want. It's just normal. It's so normal. It's part of the normal human process. So this came up for me. This was later in the week. This was actually the day before I left. Um, So I found I didn't journal the first couple of days, but then after that, maybe from like the Wednesday or the Thursday, I could feel the tension building up inside me, especially around like doing the sales page uh, and stuff. Like I found the book really easy and I found once I got to the sales page, I was like, oh, my stuff was coming up. Um, and so I started journaling uh, a lot then just to make sure that I could kept working through it so I could stay focused on my true end result of sharing my book with all of you and with as many people as possible that are going to benefit from it. All right. So, uh, let me just see how I'm going to get this book around my mic. Um, I'm not going to share all of it because it would just take way too long. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to kind of share with you the main bits, but like not all of the dot points I've written down in all of the sections. So this is my journal from the second to last day. I, I don't recall if I was feeling very triggered at this point, but even if I'm just feeling a bit of tension, I make sure that I go in and fully flesh it out, neutralize it so I can stay focused and keep going. So here, uh, here's my journal entry. So I started it off by going, I was getting a bit stuck last night on the sales page because I've fallen into believing it's really hard to sell a $7 book. How can I make people want to buy it? Um, and this is leading me to try to not say anything, but also sound enticing. Um, I'm getting stuck in my head and very much not from my genius. Things coming up are things like afraid people will think my sales page feels slimy and they won't like me. Afraid people will think I've gone and done some slimy manipulation thing and that I'm using them to make money and using my book to get them to buy my other things. I'm afraid people won't want the book. I'm feeling unsure about the title. I'm undoubting whether I put how to in the title. I'm scared the title will repel people. I want to help. I'm worried the sales page won't communicate the true value of the book. And then what I really started is kind of my biggest fear was I fear the sales page won't capture the depth and value um, effective of the book and effectively convey how the book will really help people. And when I targeted that uh, or, you know, boiled it down to that actually being the core fear, that just links back to my fundamental beliefs. So you might've listened to my podcast episode on the 12 fundamental beliefs. If you haven't, I recommend going back and listening to that episode. And 
So we've got these 12 fundamental beliefs and you can think of them as like 12 different flavors of your core wounding, right? During your individuation phase in childhood. And we all have some of them and, you know, to varying degrees, each one. And we'll, we'll have one, two, three that are typically like our strongest ones that come up for us and get triggered and underlying basically any trigger is one of your fundamental beliefs. Um, and so this for me, um, was high, like, you know, was just actually a reflection or showing me one of my fundamental beliefs under here, which is that I won't be seen. People won't see my value insignificant and invisible kind of thing. So here, my fears weren't actually around like my capacity or the value of the book or anything like that. It was around people won't see the value of my book. Um, and that, you know, is going to get channeled into the sales page, right? Like that's where I'm, I'm going to project that onto the sales page. People aren't going to see me. They're not going to see the value that's inside. They're going to, you know, misinterpret me. Um, so that was interesting to, to notice that, um, blah, 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 keep kind of saying the same thing and some variations. Um, and then I just go on to say, I acknowledge and neutralize these fears, doubts, and insecurities. I make peace with and accept the possibility that people will misinterpret me. The title tagline and sales page won't reflect the true essence and value of the book. The sales page will come off as sleazy and people will be put off. I um, overcompensate and repel people, the very people I desire to help. Um, uh, blah, 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 a few extra things. It's just, and so that process is just making peace with any of those things might actually happen. And also part of that is like, you can't control other people. Like people are always going to see everything through their own lens. People get triggered as fuck about money and people get triggered as fuck about people selling literally anything. <laughs> so, you know, people always get triggered by sales pages, honestly. So just making peace with that and going, okay, cool. You know, like I, I make peace with that so that I'm no longer trying to compensate for any of those things. And I can go back into resting in my truth and not go, oh, but what if people think this, or what if this happens? Or what if like, this isn't enough and people don't see me, just you acknowledge it and you let it go. Um, and so then I move on to connecting back with my true end result. I would really love to share this magical creation with the world and I would really love spiritual people in uh, on a business path to read it and learn what will truly help them to connect with their heart and create the purpose, freedom and fulfillment they desire for them to feel seen and empowered, whole and hopeful, connected and committed, connect people to possibility and let them know that I'm here to help. So that was, again, like I just wrote that down organically of like, well, what do I really want? It's this. Um, and then from there, I actually just wrote like this whole segment for the sales page just fl flowed out of me from doing that and from actually connecting with that higher vibration and the true vibration of my end result. And yeah, I just got this whole really awesome um, like, bit that I just wrote out. 
And that is uh, my journal entry that I wanted to share with you. And I hope in doing that, that just makes you feel a little more normal and a little more like, okay, right. Everyone experiences this and it ain't going away. And it does not mean a shred about what you can create. It doesn't like none of that means anything. None of those fears that I wrote down mean anything. Like all that is, is my egoic fears um, and projections about what could possibly happen that I really don't want to happen. But it doesn't mean anything about me. doesn't mean anything about others. It's just how my ego kind of tries to identify threats in the world, essentially. So you just acknowledge it, put it aside, refocus on what you would truly love and let it flow out. All right. So my final thing that I wanted to share with you in this podcast episode is just like what this book is about. Uh, So this book, my book, if you haven't already seen it, it's called Make Money Want You. (laughs) So, you know, maybe you can understand now why I might've had stuff coming up and going, oh, people are going to judge the book title, you know, hate me. Um, and it is the five, these five wealth principles that you most likely have not been taught. And if you have most of them, you've been taught in the wrong way. And that's why they're not working for you. That will enable you to actually prosper and thrive doing what you love. Like, and these are really key principles that I have found really work, you know, and Sure, I could have written a book with like literally 20 principles, but these were the five that wanted to come through and I've got really powerful stories and lessons around each one. And I can pretty well guarantee that you haven't heard all of them presented in this way or like the full picture because one or two, I would say probably two of these principles are things that are kind of taught, but they're not taught in a way that actually empowers you to create change and that empowers you to create different outcomes in your life. You might, you know, be on a bit of a high from, um, writing out some new mantras and repeating your mantras and, you know, focusing on your vision board. But then what you usually find is that things don't actually change long-term or like there's still these these patterns that are playing out and maybe you had like a quick win, but then thing, and you thought, oh my God, my whole life has changed forever. And, and then your life, you know, I mean, your business just didn't magically continue on that trajectory. And then you went down in a shame spiral and you're like, nothing's ever going to work for me. Oh my God, how could I have uh, got so cocky? I'm just throwing out scenarios that I can relate to. Uh, And it's not you. It's not you. It's just that you actually haven't been taught an empowered way to be with money and be in your relationship with money in your business. And you've been taught these things that kind of get you halfway there or get, give you like a little boost, but don't help you actually create the tangible external change and consistent progress and end result that you desire. And that's what I'm giving you in the book. Like I'm giving you the full principle, the full way that it works, the full way that you can apply it in your life. And at the end of each chapter, I have got a 
short four or five step process for you to do to apply that principle now. You know, because reading a book is one thing, applying something is where you're going to see the magic and where you're going to see the results. And from my experience, I I truly believe if you just nailed even just one of the principles in your in the book, if you just made one of the principles in your book your focus, um, maybe you just tune in. What what's coming to me is if that's my medicine right now, and you make that your focus for the next month, two months, you will see change. You will see change. They're all extremely potent principles, and when you combine them all together, magic just magic. So I'm really excited to be sharing this book with you. I, um, yeah, I can't wait to hear what you get out of it. I've already had, so, as I said, as at the time of recording, I released it yesterday to my email list. I've already had a couple of people coming back to me, telling me what it is that they got out of it. My intention with this book is that you can just read it in one sitting. It's very easy to read. It just flows. Uh, it's 72 pages, so it's not too long. And, um, yeah, there's some powerful lessons in there for you. So I'm excited to share this with you. If you feel called or it resonates, I invite you to get the book. The book is only seven dollars, seven Australian dollars, which is I think just under five US dollars. So it's incredibly affordable. It's a total steal. You can't go wrong. There is a hundred percent, uh, satisfaction guarantee. So if you get the book, you read it, you're disappointed. You didn't learn anything new. You don't like it. You can just email us and get your $7 refunded. Like that's how much of a good deal it is. That's how much you've got absolutely nothing to lose except for maybe the hour that you spend reading the book. Uh, so I highly encourage you to go check it out. You can find the link in the notes for this description. Also, if you head directly to my website, uh, you will find it on my website now and you'll be able to read more about it, buy it and download it straight away, read it and get the juice and magic that I'm sharing with you in the book. All right. That is all from me. Um, your, your homework from this episode, uh, if the book does spark your curiosity at all is to go and check it out, go and get it. You've got nothing to lose seriously and potentially so much to gain. Like these, these are seriously the principles that made the difference for me in my business to financially thrive and, you know, and to really break through the plateaus I used to find myself in to finally scale my business to six figures and have the consistent progress and growth that I desired that, you know, that's what that is, is a byproduct of working with more and more people and more and more people at a higher level, which I absolutely adore and lights me up and fuels my soul. All right. I'm sending you so much love, gorgeous. Go and check out the book. If you've already got the book and you haven't read it yet, make sure you put aside some time to read it and I'll see you in the next episode. 